Welcome to Avondale Sky Winery. This is Carl Catino. Well, I think with uh, season two, uh, we wanted to highlight some of the people in the community that we collaborate with. I think season one did a really great intro to who we are as individuals, as owners, as a family. But season two, we wanted to really branch out to, to let the world know some of the partners that we, we work with. Uh, I thought it would be a, a really cool idea if we highlight some of these partners because they've got their own story. In this episode, we are joined by Dominic Padula from Dining on the Ocean Floor, an exclusive once-in-a-lifetime dining experience at Burnt Coat Head. Avondale Sky Winery is fortunate to be the only wine served at Dining on the Ocean Floor, and it is thanks to such a great partnership with Dom. We talked about why he got into the tourism game during a pandemic and how his French-Italian origins helped form his passion for cooking and why challenge makes for a better chef. Uh, welcome everybody. My name is Carl Catino, uh, one of the co-owners here at Avondale Sky Winery, uh, where we are recording today in the old historic former St. Matthew's Church from 1837. Um, it's great to be using the acoustics here to to record. Uh, I'm sitting here with my brother. Go ahead. Sean. Yeah, hopefully the acoustics come through. I'm, uh, I'm Sean Catino. I'm the general manager here at Avondale Sky Winery running the restaurant and retail. Um, yeah, guy that's generally here all the time, unless I'm uh, away at an event like dining on the ocean floor. Uh, while we're here with our partner, Dominic Padula, I'll let him introduce himself. Hi, my name is Dominic Padula. Uh, I'm the owner and chef of dining on the ocean floor, uh, and food fantastic. And so, um, Dom, thank you. First of all, thank you very much for coming in to, uh, to do this with us. Um, your partnership is, is awesome for for us at Avondale Sky um, and, and I know we have a lot of similarities in the way we run our businesses even though they're two totally separate businesses. Um, I thought I'd start by asking you how you got into uh, the business in general, the industry in general and then what sort of evolved you into dining on the ocean floor. Okay so how do I get into the business? Uh, I started like I would say my passion for cooking like come literally come from sitting down on the counter with my Italian grandmother and learning when I was four or five years old cooking like being Italian I know it's a very stereotypical things to say but we I literally got picked up and put on the counter and learned to do pasta by hand <laughs> and I think that's really where like uh, the, 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 the love of cooking and loving people through the food come from and from there, that's pretty much the only job I ever did since I was 14, starting in the Greasy Spoon in Quebec to going to my chef's school and everything. And I've been now in that industry for a good 30 years. Yeah. Enough, so, yeah. And, you, and obviously a mix of working in restaurant to also then into catering. Restaurant catering for a while I was farming because I wanted to learn the other facet of the food industry about farming and everything and growing the food to... Uh, now owning a food fantastic and dining on the ocean floor like and doing only high-end catering and uh, developing incredible touristic food event in nova scotia yeah absolutely um one thing i think is similar um we bought this business in november 2019 just in advance of the covid19 yeah. pandemic you actually correct me if I'm wrong, purchased dining on the ocean floor during the pandemic. Is that correct? During the pandemic, yeah. <laughs> so, so, so tell me about your thought process there where uh, before we, you know, kind of actually get into what dining on the ocean floor is, but what made you think, hey, this is a great time to buy something that is directed <laughs> towards tourism when no one's supposed to leave their driveway? 
Uh, it's called having faith and being a little <laughs> bit crazy. And the, the fact is, I was, I was on the market to buy a restaurant. So I was like, okay, you know, it, it's, it's how you look at life. And I was looking like, it's the time to buy a restaurant right now because it's never going to get any worse. Yeah. You know, and like, when you look at it that way, like whatever I was going to do, that was the worst was ever going to be in our lifetime. Like the government told us to shut down. We're not allowed to make money. Right. It's never going to be worse than that again. True. So, and I was on the market to buy a restaurant. And then I was talking with Chris of the Flying Apron and a good friend of ours. And uh, it was just like, we're not keeping going with it. Do you want to buy it? Like, because they, they were, you know, Chris getting a little bit older and they had different plan. They want to take the business a different uh, way. So I look at it as like, sure, let's do it. Like, I always love the event. I always love Burnt Coat Head. Like, it's been one of my favorite part of Nova Scotia so it was just uh, everything fall together and uh, I decided to buy it not knowing how long it will be shut down we're surprisingly able to hold uh, that same summer we're able to hold a smaller version of it but it was perfect before we get too much further I think uh, I think we might as well talk about what dining on the ocean floor is for any of the listeners here so uh, can you tell us a little bit about Dining on the Ocean Floor and yes. uh, so what that event is? Dining on the Ocean Floor is uh, what we call the ultimate dining experience and food experience in Nova Scotia. Uh, it's been rewarded uh, many times and we win many uh, international recognition and prize. So what it is, it is a seven-hour uh, food and extravaganza that's happening at Bird Called Head Park. So it's made in partnership with Avant the Sky Winery, and we're really happy to have on board, and Schoolhouse Brewery that supply the local beer. So what it is, is when people arrive, uh, they are welcome with a beautiful uh, glass of bubble, local bubble from Avant the Sky Winery. And then uh, they have a scavenger tour, uh, learning lesson for an hour, an hour and a half with Jonathan Ewell. And what do we, we literally did people learn about all what is eatable in the wild. And from there, they move after that to a lunch that is a shore boil that we are incorporating in it, the seaweed and everything. And it's a, it's pretty much two pounds of seafood of mussel, clams and lobster that is cooked in Tidal Bay and served with local wine and beer. Then they have a park tour with a guide where they learn everything about the amazing tide uh, of uh, the Bay of Fundy and the amazing uh, site that is Burncoat. And then we move to uh, happy hours where people got a chance to really sample uh, the local wine and the local beer, but also it's a, it's a chance for the... The, the, our guests to really speak with you guys. Like this is, I think, where you guys got the most uh, interaction. So it's been created to really give a chance of the guests to interact with our partner. And, and they get to rest their feet after that hike sometimes. I yeah. think a lot of them come and they're thirsty and their legs are tired. So. It's, it's perfect. Yeah, it and is. Then there's a three-course meal uh, right on the ocean floor. And then it's done with a Mi'kmaq storytelling and coffee around the campfire. And while this is all happening, we have a six-hour window period to set up a dining room and a kitchen and tear everything down. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I'm I'm lucky enough to be one of the ones, and Carl, you go as well. Uh, but uh, yeah, we we sometimes get some of the leftovers after people have been eaten, and oh my god, <laughs> the food is good. The food is good, and obviously we make sure the wine's good to go mm -hmm. alongside it. But uh, yeah, quite quite an event, and obviously it's it's taken place at the place with the highest recorded tides in the world. So it is really. Uh, one of a kind spot. You can't really replicate 
the highest reco- recorded tides in the world anywhere else. So uh, it is a unique spot to to have it. You can't uh, take that away from from the event. Yeah, and, and I mean for for people that are listening and maybe you know they've just heard about it now for the first time. Can you tell us a little bit about your team, your staff, the crew that puts this thing together and how they do it? Because I think as great as the food is, as great as the experience is, I think the most remarkable thing is how the hell you guys pull it off, you know, in the run of a day. So the the team, uh, one of the biggest things we always hear from our guests is like, it's like your, your, your staff are family. And that's really what I think make, you guys have been there and it, there's really a family side to it. Uh, my son works on it, but the rest of the team is like, it's people that have known forever. Like, so I got another worker that like uh, Owen that I've known since uh, Owen was five years old. Yeah. Then there's Brittany that I've been working with her for over six years now. And there's Leanne that is our uh, amazing host. Uh, and she came, she used to work for Avanda Sky Winery under the old ownership. And she just loved the event. So what we all share in common, it's a real love of this event and the love of the site. And it's uh, how do we put it together is a lot, lots of uh, workout. Like literally we have 62 trip down to bring everything from the dishware, the table, the chair, the kitchen, everything, the ocean floor. And it's 62 trip up. After that, to bring everything up, we are, uh, everything that we bring down comes out of the ocean floor. So we, we do not create any garbage. We don't leave nothing, no, no mark under. And uh, it's a lot of work and the team's having a blast. And, uh, you know, it's great because uh, I feel that uh, even you guys as a partner, I really see you guys and you work it out too when you're bringing your cooler of one dino <laughs> stairs and the table i don't i don't envy the people that are carrying all the tables and all air all the whole setup that is they got a lot more trips ahead of them i know that's part of their job but it's, yeah it's it's not not it is technically a walk in the park but this is no walk in the park those 62 <laughs> trips this is it's, it's a, a paid workout they do yeah, the workout is. for the for for the week and at the same time they they get paid and they're having fun so yeah yeah it's a very special team that we have there and i'm really blessed to have that team with me so yeah yeah. You're pretty, uh, pretty great at. You could be a uh, meteorologist the way you forecast the weather too. <laughs> the weather apps are all telling me it's rain and it's windy, and I'm, I'm looking. At them, I'm like, why are we doing this, Dom? Why are we? Why am I going to dining on the ocean floor? And you're like, give it ten minutes. It's gonna clear up, and then, boom, beautiful day. The best day we could have asked for. Uh, it's, a, it's. You've always, you've made it work. You know when to call a rain date and when not to. That's <laughs> one of the most impressive things I've seen so far. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot of uh, staying awake, looking at different app and looking at timing yes it's you have to be a little bit of a part of it you have to be able to read the the weather another part of it you have to just hope that you know it's going to clear up yeah and in the past two years it's been two years now right that you've been has has there been a rain date that you've had to execute or is it is it is it always kind of lined up that it's been okay because it always seems like there's a rain date book but i just don't know that you've ever had to Call on a rain date. So far, once a week, uh, once a year. Once I a year? Okay. Once we had one the first year where that we moved from a pouring rain to a beautiful 28 degrees sunny day the day after. And this year was the same. We had one rain day that we used that uh, turned out to be a beautiful sunny day. Yeah. So Excellent. they are there. We hope not to use them because it's a big pain for everybody. But Yeah. And, and so how many dining on the ocean floor experiences do you uh, offer in the run of a year? We can only offer eight, eight? so okay. it's an ex- it's exclusive. Like that's only the amount we can offer due to the tide. Yeah. So the tide has to be perfect for us to be able to be 
having a, the dinner time on the ocean floor. So uh, we do eight a years, and you usually out of that one or two will be private, uh, private one that are booked uh, for exclusively by our group. Okay. So, and what about uh, the waiting list for something like this? Like someone's listening to this now and says, I- "I'd like to, I'd like to go to dining on the ocean floor." Can they book it for 2023 or is it, are they, what's it look like? So the way that it works, we release the tickets uh, in February, end of February, beginning of March. That's when we release the tickets for sale. They sell in less than 20 minutes. We're wow. sold out every year. Yeah. And that's for uh, all eight dinners. For plus, the, all yeah. eight dinners. Yeah. Very exclusive. So I always say uh, if people wants to learn and wants to be uh, able to buy, it's literally like go on our website, sign up for our newsletter. And I literally send four newsletters uh, a year. It's not like I'm, I'm going to bombard you with right. Like, and that's when you learn, like when the data are. Uh, there is a waiting list. Uh, it's rarely used because be- some people have been waiting like five, six years to be part of that event. Okay. So when it's like people say winning a tickets, the space, it's like winning the lottery. So people keep saying like when it's called day, like you hear our guests, they say, oh, well, there was like my whole, I recruited my whole family. There was five of us calling to make sure that one <laughs> of us could get through. It's, it's uh, yeah. But if you want to, it's just call and uh, get on the newsletter and uh also, we, we do give tickets, we do to different uh, not-for-profit around. So, you know, uh, look, and sometime like this year, we gave a pair of tickets to uh, the Valley Regional Hospital Foundation. And it's my understanding the bidding was pretty fierce on the, that pair of tickets. And somebody was able to just bid on it and get tickets that way. So there's always... If you look at one or two not-for-profit, we support a year and you yeah. might be able to bid on some tickets there. Awesome. Um, can you talk about uh, Tourism Nova Scotia? Uh, I, I don't know how many uh, events like this Tourism Nova Scotia tries to put on in the run of the year or that are consistent year after year, but how important you would say dining on the ocean floor as an experience is, um, because you would know who's who's attending. Is it mostly Nova Scotians? Is it mostly uh, people from, from out, of, out of province? Could you speak a little bit about that? So... The event, we the event dining on the ocean floor uh, at this point is extremely important as we are uh, the ambassador for the luxury segment of travel in uh, Nova Scotia. So we're really working hard to develop uh, an untapped market right now. When people think of luxury travel, usually they think Vancouver, Toronto, Fogo Island. They don't think of Nova Scotia. Uh, so we are really working hard to develop that luxury market with dining on the ocean floor and different events that we are developing for the next few years. Uh, when it comes, I will say it's f- the first year was exclusively people from Nova Scotia due to the bubble, yes. the travel bubble. But uh, in general, I'll say we get around 40% of our guests that are from Nova Scotia, 60% are from outside uh, the province, but also from outside the country. Uh, we had people from Japan attending, people from Europe, people from a lot of people from the States. Uh, so we bring a lot of people in East Ends. Uh, we book a lot. Our guests, the way that it works, because they have to be available for the rain date. So that's a way to make sure that our guests book a local room. So when you look around East Ends, there's a Shangri-La Cottage. It's one of our partners. There's a Luxury Dome. It's another one of our partners. Uh, 
uh, Raven uh, Nest, uh, Bed and Breakfast. So those places are booked solid for three days every time we have an event because our guests want to be there. So we do a lot and we hope to expand even more to, to use the fact that we have uh, tourists that are coming to our event to try to make them stay a little bit longer and do more event and more uh, experience and discover the, this beautiful province of ours. Well, they're beautiful places to stay and uh, yeah. it's, it's still pretty far out there no matter where you're coming from. So I think even if I was to attend it as a guest, I would want to stay, th- stay locally too yeah. so I could enjoy some wine more than anything, yeah. but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but also because it's a gorgeous place. Yeah, so I guess, Dom, maybe you can chat a little bit. What are some of the challenges uh, to your business and, and maybe the industry as a whole? For me, the, the biggest the biggest one is the weather. <laughs> and you've been there like, you know, uh, because we're an outdoor event and we're on the ocean floor, so we do not bring tent down because the tent might fly away with the wind. <laughs> so weather is our biggest challenge. Uh, as the industry as a whole, uh, I feel really confident for tourism in this uh, in this province i think people are hungry to travel and there's like i say like the luxury market is an untapped market in this province we are starting to be known uh, we have some uh, more accommodation at our high end at opening across the province i feel really really positive about it uh, s- staffing is I, I think can be a challenge uh I don't feel that like I have a waiting list of people who wants to work the event, uh, but it's you know the challenge is like you know COVID is still there. It's not really anymore, but yet it's still with us. It's still a pandemic, so there's always that cloud. I think that's over you know not just my business but tourism in general. The whole industry like are they gonna close it again on us? Or is it gonna get worse? That something all of a sudden we didn't see is there gonna be a new variant is going to happen that we get shut down like so there's always that in the planning that is there but other than that i think that uh, anybody that got through covid uh, there's a bright future ahead for the next few years mm-hmm. dom can you tell us um if you have such a thing like a, a story or a moment in your career which you said is you know been at least 30 years sort of in that industry where you really felt you learned a lesson that said, you know, maybe I'm going to go th- more this route in, in the food preparation versus buying a restaurant or running a restaurant because of the extent, you know, just is, is there a moment like that in your career where you're like, this is the avenue I need to go still knowing I want to be, work with food? Wow. Um, I think my whole career has been living uh, on faith. So literally like I've traveled across the country doing this and leaving good job, you know, just because I felt the call, like I can't say even just moving to Nova Scotia, like me and my partner were gainfully employed. And all of a sudden I was like, you know what? I don't want to cook anymore. I want to farm. I want to learn that other side of the food industry, like, and growing and learn, you know, as a chef, sometimes like getting out of your comfort zone is very, very important because we, we, we tend to get comfortable and then we get repetitive and then it seems that the passion can leave you easily as a chef. So um, I don't really have one Eureka moment. It's always been like I, I seems to, to follow the call. And when I feel that my passion is leaving, then I know that it's time to move on because the last things that I want to know, it's, it, that I want to do as a chef is... Uh, 
to stop loving what I'm doing and to stop loving people through the food. You know, that's really important for me. I want people, when they eat my food, when they come to one of my events, I want them to be blown away. And the day that I lose that passion at a certain place, like if I'm working for somebody else, uh, it's I know it's time to go because I don't want to hurt the customer. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, like I guess after COVID, I was working during COVID for a not-for-profit. And I think that after like that, that first phase of COVID that first summer uh I knew that I did not want to work for somebody else (laughs) and like you said like it was kind of crazy and I was like I'm just gonna open a restaurant I want to fly on my own it's and I think that was again like I said like looking at the industry like everybody was shutting down everybody was going bankrupt and I was like this is the lowest it's gonna be and it's it's just if you have the call and everything fall into place go for it and that's always how I look at it. And I think that's similar for us as well. It was opportunity and timing. And when it all lines yeah. up like that, you just have to you have to jump on those you, opportunities. You right? just don't know when you don't force it. You know, it's like when all of a sudden you feel like, oh, financing's not there. Oh, this is not there. And all of a sudden you're you're forcing everything, then maybe you should back off. But when it seems that like for me with Tiding on Ocean Floor wasn't looking for it at all. And all of a sudden Chris was just like, We are selling it. Would you like to have it? And I was like, oh, wow, sure, I would love to. And go to the bank. And the bank's like, oh, yeah, no problem. Here's the credit. And I was like, okay, <laughs> I meant to buy this event. Like, yeah. I'm not sure why and how I end up here, but let's do it. And I'm so happy I did. Yeah, well, we are too. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the way it goes. It's a, it's one foot in front of the other. You do one more step. Yeah. It's like, okay, I guess we got financing. One step closer. Next yeah. thing you know, uh, you're, you're buying the business and you're all of a sudden you're the owner and now it's time to run, right? Yeah. Just in general, in your career, is there something that you are most proud of? Uh, I guess it could be any context of your life, but uh, if it is with dining on the ocean floor, what is what is something that you're the most proud of and why? My biggest pride is, uh, um, I will say, it's looking at my son and how he's turning into life. Like, you know, like that we were able to instill the value that, you know, of helping other people and being generous and being caring. Uh, I think when you have children, uh, I think your biggest problem become them as they grow older and you see them like, you know, you go through the whole trial and error and the whole nightmare that parenting can be at times. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when you're up awake and they are 14 and 15, you're like, oh my God, why are they acting out like that? Where did we go wrong as parents? <laughs> and then you realize it's just a phase and then you see them like just blossom in life. And I think that will be my proudest moment. It's like really, but work-wise, I think it's, uh, yeah, dining on the ocean floor, uh, the award that given last year we won two different international awards and just uh, moving with it and be able to expand on it and creating new event and uh, yeah I think that's career wise that would be that that's my proudest moment like but uh, yeah that's just so many of them I had a feeling that was the answer that was coming <laughs> um, but on the award side of things can you tell us what those awards were because they were so, pretty awesome accolades yeah so last year we won two international awards from a, one is from the Telegraph Journal in the in the UK and we got the number one out of the 13 most amazing dining experience in the world 
we were the only one in Canada and one of two in North America. So we were really, really proud of this one. And then we won uh, another round from the Lev Journal in Sweden, where we got named the most romantic dining experience in the world out of 10 experience. So, you know, it's it's the recognition that's coming more and more and internationally to the event. I feel in what I was saying, like, I think that dining on the ocean floor is opening the, you know, the eyes to other segment of travel that might have not looked at Nova Scotia before. So Absolutely. I mean, it's definitely doing leaps and bounds for, I think, for the province and for the experience. Yeah. I know for our business, it's great for us because it's getting people, especially like when you say out of province uh, eyes and their palates on our wine. And the question that we get, usually get faced with, at least when I've been there and Sean probably sees it more is, where can we get this? Like, can we, can, can we take this wine with us? Can you know, you can you ship it? it? No, I was yeah. like, well, we can't really ship it across the, uh, across the seas, but, um, but it's still just as good. It's adding to that experience and it's been great for us to get our brand out there yeah. with it, it. It's great to showcase like a lot of the gift that Nova Scotia have, like, you know, like, you don't think of Nova Scotia as wine country. You know, no. we tell people what is wine country. They will think the old Europe country, mm-hmm. Australia, California, in Canada they will think BC first, then sure. Ontario. Yeah. You never think of Nova Scotia, and yeah. yet, like, this some of the best white wine are coming from this province, yeah. like and sparkling. So it's yeah, sparkling, super yeah. uh, fun to see people when they taste your wine, like. You know, the shock in their face, like, oh, wow, this is so good. Like, I didn't know that the mascot, like, yeah, yeah, it's really nice to, yeah. And you guys are a great winemaker. You really had two great wines. So, yeah, no. Ben, he yeah, is. that's Ben. That's all credit to Ben. <laughs> but we, no, we thank you. It is, it's, uh, it's been a great opportunity for us. But yeah, for us, when we purchased the business, it was one of those things. It's like, we're not the biggest and we probably never will be the biggest winery in Nova Scotia, but if our quality is there, we just need more people to try mm-hmm. it. And, uh, you know, dining on the ocean floor is an excellent Avenue to have people try it. And that, like you say, maybe our tourists or maybe are from Nova Scotia that go, let's go check this place out before we leave or yeah. sometime this summer, whatever it may be. Um, so it's been, it's been great, great for us and a, a partnership that we really, uh, you know, we, we need uh, and we appreciate that because we know you have options to, to, to certainly partner with other wineries or what have you. Uh, so we do appreciate that you continue to uh, to use us and, and work together. I think we have the same. A, a lot of our business value are, are together, like yeah. little family business. And like, yeah, like, you know, the quality, you guys are really based on quality. And, you know, you're not happy until your quality is up there. And I think that's 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 where we, you know, we have a lot, like I say, a lot of the value together like that. And, yeah. you know, I, you guys are local. You're, yeah. you're next to us and <laughs> yeah. it, it works great. And we want to support like local winery and local brewery. And yeah, yeah. Well, it's not lost on us that uh, the crowd that you bring in with a lot of the tourism might have. Uh, an influence in in certain in different parts of the world, uh, and where we're representing the Nova Scotia wine um, at one of this most exclusive and highly rated um, t- dining experiences. When we are the exclusive wine for the event, we know that uh, our wines need to represent. Um, and if we didn't feel that it could do that, then we might even say something about it because we do feel. Uh, the Nova Scotia wine industry has a lot to show. So, uh, yeah, we are proud of uh, what we bring and we we want to make sure that it shows the best and complements the food the best as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that's not, that's not lost on us for sure. We want to make sure that uh, the quality is always there for everything that we do. Yeah. Um, as we talk about uh, the events, I'm going to say we've got uh, a new wine here. Uh, mm-hmm. our, our small 
lot muscat and uh, I'm just gonna pour a little bit here. Boys, hopefully you can all enjoy it. And uh, each year, Dom, I know we kind of go through the menu and and pair up some wines. I don't know if this is one that would uh, would be on the on the menu for dining on the ocean floor for 2023. But thought maybe you could tell us a little bit about what's coming uh, for dining on the ocean floor uh, in in this upcoming season. Outside of maybe maybe it's just you know the eight dinners if you if you've already got dates or. So the dates will be. Uh, we are starting. We have eight dinner. So dining on the ocean floor is maxed out to what we can do. So what we're doing right now is we're expanding on the concept uh, of dining on the ocean floor and we are starting to uh, expand into new territory and new, uh, just as beautiful area of Nova Scotia. So one of the new expansion we are doing right now this year, it's called Romance by Sunset. Um, again, it's going to be a hold like just here at, uh, at Avondale Wharf, um, right? Walking distance from you guys. Yeah. Uh, so we're expanding an event there. That's going to be a seven course, uh, seafood tasting dinner. That's going to be, uh, match, uh, by a wine from Avondale Sky Winery. Uh, they didn't know you guys did not know that till now. <laughs> <laughs> I heard about Great. it. I didn't know it was seven courses, but That's we got awesome. the wines to pair. Let's yeah. Awesome. So and it's like it's it will be like with with music, uh, live music. Uh, it's gonna be happening. It's gonna be table for two, so up to a ten table maximum and table of two uh, right on the wharf with like candle and flower live music. Uh, what we're trying to create, it's uh, one of the most romantic setting again as the sunset go. And we all know if you're, if you're local, if you've been to Avondale at the whole circle or just came visit, you all know that the sunset out of that wharf are just some of the most beautiful sunsets you can find. For sure. See that, that, that Italian and that French, that romantic side of yeah. you is really coming through on all, all your events. It looks like. <laughs> it's, you, you know, I feel that... You know, it's so easy to forget to love in this world. And this is now, now like, you know, that's the hippie me, the coming out. <laughs> you know, but there's so much, we love it. there's so much hate going on in the world. There's so much uh, war, like there's so much uncertainty with the climate that, you know, it's easy to forget to love. Mm. And, you know, I, I really want people to take the time to be in the time and love what they are doing. And some of it, it's like, yeah, like when's the last time that you really took an evening and just took the time to sit down and hold the hand of your partner and just look in their eyes and mm. do nothing else because yeah. you've got nothing else to do but just enjoy the time with your partner. And, you know, I want to create that that time for people to say like, hey, like we are all busy. Like, and if you have kids and mm. Karen, you know, you got kids yourself. <laughs> like yes, yeah. sometimes like finding time, like to be alone with a partner, it's, it's, it's near impossible. So, sure. it's, you know, for me, it's all about that. Like, you know, yes, I'm French Italian. Romance is thick in me. <laughs> well, I'll uh, share it. My next question, I guess, was uh, I think you kind of answered it, but it was what is your motivation uh, to keep going and and how do you keep that work life balance? But it sounds like um, you, you're obviously busy. A lot of hugging and kissing. Like, <laughs> <the thing>. it, <laughs> for me, I'm in love with I'm a come from away. I yeah, mean, like, yeah. I'm not going to lie. The accent, I think I've given it out to everybody. I'm originally from Montreal and I had the chance to live in this country all, all across travel from BC to, uh, you know, to the East Coast. And 
Nova Scotia is such a unique province. Like we have so much beauty, like raw beauty in this province. Mm-hmm. As I come from away, like I come to realize I see this province differently than a lot of local. Where like they look at me, well, why do you want to do this here? It's just a beach. It's like, it's not just a beach. Like it's, what are you talking about? Like, and I really want to share that, that love and that, you know, that, that beauty. And, you know, there's a conservation, conservationist in me too. Like I want to bring more people are dining on the ocean floor because I don't want the be a fundy to be developed industry, like at the industrial level, like, you know, they want to put turbine, they want to put all of that in it. It's like, you know, it's short-term thinking, like for, you know, compared to, no, let's develop an industry that will bring more sustainable dollars to our province based on the raw beauty. So why do we need to always go and clear-cut everything in this province? In a lot of ways, the government is really backward hmm. uh, in the way of thinking because they just want to quick dollar at the place of, you know, let's not develop it. Let's just develop a sustainable green uh, tourism around it. And that's going to bring the real dollar, the real sustainable economy to our province. Mm-hmm. So there's also part of me who just want to really show the raw beauty of this province to more and more people and develop it and work with local population that they see this through my eyes. And then like we don't have to, to go and destroy everything mm-hmm. because people feel they can open business and be make a living out of the beauty. Yeah. yeah I, with, with you talking about how like you're coming from away and how you see this for the natural beauty, I think that is, uh, that really is what it is to everybody that comes to visit and does dining on the ocean floor. Um, cause yeah, to locals, to everybody around here, born and raised, uh, we see it and we do take it for granted. It's just, it's, it's beautiful. It's gorgeous, but we don't think about that. This is the place with the highest recorded tides in the world. Mm-hmm. And if you think about when you're booking travel, uh, in those, uh, those things come up, those excursions, a lot of the time you'll pay a lot of money for those excursions. Mm-hmm. And so some people complain about the high ticket price. They don't necessarily know all the work that's involved in what you, what you do to make that happen. But um, if you're traveling and you're going abroad and you saw a, a four day trip or something like that, and it comes with this whole once in a lifetime experience, very exclusive, and it's a whole day tour with a foraging tour, all the history of and it. It's world class. It, world I mean, class. The, words the food, about, right? yeah. The, yeah, the food, the wine, everything about it. People pay for that no problem from traveling anywhere else, and they would they would do it themselves going to another country, um, but they don't necessarily uh, see it as a Nova Scotian. It's just like, why would you go to the ocean floor? Um, it's not as muddy as people think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that's the first question people always ask me, but. But people don't get muddy. It's like, no, there's a lot of the ocean floor that is not muddy. We do have some some mud on the ocean floor. We always tell people, like, don't wear your white. Yeah. 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 Not yeah. a place oh, yeah. to wear, like, your finest white clothes or your finest clothes. Like, yeah. But a lot of it, like, people people always are in awe when they come down. And it's, you know, that that's, for me, it's a, 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 every time that I go to them, like, and it's dinner time, and I say, now you're here. So take your time, enjoy the dinner, enjoy the wine, enjoy the view. And, you know, and you've been there and you see people all of a sudden it's dinner and there's not, there's no conversation. Yeah. You know, you finish your, 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 your talk about the wine, you give them the wine, all of a sudden it's quiet. Mm. And everybody's just looking and really enjoying the power and the beauty that of the Bia Fundy. So, yeah. Sean, I'm going to ask you a question because I know that uh, Sean's, you, you go and represent us mostly at the dining on the ocean floor, uh, you know, pouring the wine, speaking about the wine. 
Um, and you've had some great interactions there. Um, you know, can you speak a little bit about that and, and, me, and representing Avondale, maybe a, a cool story that, that came out of it um, in the past couple of years since, since you've been. Well, yeah, it's a, it's a, di- it's a diverse crowd, uh, which is, it's pretty awesome. It's, it is people from all over the world. And I really love that. Um, one of my favorite things is just the, the reaction that people have when they try our wines mm-hmm. um, that, that when they taste our Tidal Bay and they, they, they just, they're, sometimes they ask me to fill up their water, water bottle. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, can I take this for the road? Take it for the uh, hike. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't do that, of course. Of course. Um, but yeah, trying to sell all that there, or they're trying to buy, maybe not me trying to sell. They're trying to buy uh, wines. They're like, do you have any more of this? I'm like, honestly, it's such a heavy thing to carry all the way here. I don't bring any more than I need <laughs> to get through this event because it's quite a lot of lifting going up and down on that, on that ocean floor. But no, yeah, it's, it is always beautiful. And uh, while while they're taking a tour and we set up, we get a we get a chance to kind of decompress all of us uh, after the shore boil, and we sit sit down on the Adirondack chairs. We have a little sip to ourselves, and we chat, and we just soak in the beauty uh, of the burnt coat head, and that is one of the most enjoyable parts. But uh, yeah, it's it really I love I I love to travel myself, but meeting people from all over the world coming here and appreciating Nova Scotia is definitely something that I I love to see. Awesome. Thanks for sharing that. And I, Dom, I think one thing that you, you've you done in the first few years of, of uh, your ownership and leadership of Dining on the Ocean Floor is you're looking for ways to make it better. Mm-hmm. You know, you're already taking a top world-class event and you're finding ways to make it better. So it was happy hour, maybe this year as an addition. Yeah. Next year might be the welcome bubbly, you know, yeah. and you're, you're, it's easy enough to just do do what you've always done or do what it's always done and just still be fine. But you're continuing to heighten the experience. And I think that is, it just goes to show what, you know, you, what you're, what you are and who you are and, and your team all of obviously sees that as well, because it's, uh, it's, it's always the easiest route to just keep everything the way it is because it's yeah. working. Uh, but I like the fact that you sit down, you brainstorm with your team, you know, what can we do differently and you, and you implement it and you execute yeah. it. And so, uh, it's, it's one of the things we do after every, uh, well, you, you have the chance to be at one, but after every dining on the ocean floor, we sit down with the team and we're enjoying the, the, some, some of the wine that yeah. <laughs> uh, I the sky, like, uh, gratefully left behind. So yeah. we're really happy about that. And that's the first question. What did go, what did we do that was great? What could, what, what did it go do good today? And what can we do better and how can we make it? It's always like, if you don't evolve in this business, you will end up dissolving. So, yeah. you know, it's, uh, we have the, the, the it's a beauty and a curse to be at the top of the pack. Uh, it's a beauty in the way that like, okay, like we are number one, but the curse is like, we always need to keep working to stay number one because right. you know, there's no more place that you cannot go higher than that. So the only place that you can go, if you don't, if you're not careful to take it for granted, it's you can get, you can go down and somebody else can be number one. So to stay like at the top, uh, yeah, you need to reinvent yourself all the time and change and bring new stuff. And yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I'm excited to hear about obviously the dining on the ocean floor for 2023, always going to be fantastic, but the new events down at the wharf, as well as maybe, uh, 
the the collaboration with Symphony Nova Scotia. And again, on behalf of Avondale Sky, we thank you for allowing us to be parts of those events um, because we know you have plenty of options and the fact that you continue to choose us and we partner together uh, means means the world to, to us and our family and our business. So um, and we thank you. I don't know if there's anything else you wanted to add, any other um, things about the business or anything that we want you want listeners to know? Well, uh, that this is uh, I will take this to plug myself. So literally, if you want to know more, you want to know about the event and everything, uh, you can go at our website. That is uh, www.foodfantastic.com. Uh, fantastic, it's QE, it's spelled the French way, .ca, or www.diningontheoceanfloor.ca, and just subscribe to the newsletter. And that I will say, like, you know, if you want to know, you want to know about the event, things that we are doing, just subscribe to our newsletter. Like I've said before, we only sent four a year, so we're not going to spam you. I have a thousand <laughs> of them, like... And uh, yeah, other than that, like, just thank you for giving me the opportunity to be here and talking with you guys. And uh, I'm really looking forward to grow with you guys. Likewise. I think it's a great partnership that we have going and uh, I'm really happy to to be doing a lot with you. Awesome. Thanks, Dom. Appreciate no it. Cheers. Thank Thanks for listening, guys. I uh, hope you enjoyed the story and uh, we look forward to meeting you in person at the winery. If you'd like to follow us on any of our social media platforms, please visit us at avondalesky.com and we look forward to sharing a glass with you at beautiful Newport Landing. Cheers. Cheers. This has been a Podstarter production.